The views and opinions expressed on WXOJLP are solely those of the original hosts of their respective programs. These views and opinions do not necessarily represent those of Valley Free Radio Incorporated, its volunteers, or any other hosts, guests, or programs on this station. Good evening, and welcome to Civil Politics here on Valley Free Radio. WXOJLP 103.3 FM out of Northampton, Massachusetts. I'm host Michael Dow, and I'm joined tonight by special guest, the mayor of East Hampton, Nicole LaChapelle. Good evening, and Happy New Year to everyone. Indeed. And Mr. Roberts is once again running the board. <coughs> um, Sue Timberlake couldn't join us tonight, unfortunately. Uh, handy public service announcement for those of you who don't know. Apparently, cannabis is bad for dogs and can make them very sick if not kill mm. them, uh, as Sue discovered, because apparently somebody tossed some edible marijuana treats into her l- yard. So, uh... Horrible? Yeah. yeah. Horrible, horrible. I understand her dog's going to be okay, but, uh, you know, that was kind of a, a crisis. So, public service announcement, as marijuana becomes more widely available... Uh, it does. And there's going to be a distributor, uh, a, a, a place, a, what do they call it? Store. Dispensary. In, yep. Yeah. Insa is actually open for retail now ah. uh, for a couple of weeks. Oh. So uh, come and visit us. And it's been medical, their medical dispensary has been open for quite some time. Yeah. All right. So we can talk more about that. We're going to try and hit some national stuff first before we get on to the, the juicy local stuff. But uh, I do want to mention that we love to hear from you. And you can get in touch with us in a few different ways, even during the show, even. Wow. All right. Uh, we are uh, civilpoliticsradio at valleyfreeradio.org if you're partial to email, at civilpoliticsfm if you like the Twitters, uh, and facebook.com slash civilpoliticsradio if you prefer to be a swear your fealty to Mark Zuckerberg. Uh, we also have our own website, which is civilpoliticsradio.com. Thank you, WordPress. I'm sure you're totally above board as an internet provider of some kind. Yeah, sure. Uh, <laughs> Good to know. But that has recordings of previous episodes of the show, links to things we talk about, the occasional supplemental episode, and so forth. Uh, and uh, while we're going along talking about things, Jama tries to post links, and he uses the hashtag civil references to make it easier to follow along at home. So, Jama, you wanted to, like, uh, do a lightning round for extra Ooh. prizes, right? I love game shows. <laughs> <laughs> All right, everybody. <laughs> Come on down. <laughs> let's play horrible news takes. Okay, um. so um, let's go with let's go with the big with the big thing first. The shutdown. Uh, we have a a couple talks on there, but let's go with um, just what happened today with uh, the. Uh, the bill that is going to reopen the government for three weeks. Three weeks. Three weeks. Till February 14th. Um, happy oh, Valentine's yeah, Day. I was going to say happy <laughs> Valentine's <laughs> oh, Day. Oh, God, that's true. Yeah. I oh. mean, one of my big questions is, you know, so the federal workers missed their second paycheck. Yeah. And also missed uh, in this paycheck their premiums for health insurance uh-huh. and dentistry. Uh-huh. So what happens while they figure out the back pay? Somebody has to go to the doctors tomorrow and you're a federal worker. Do you actually, uh, are you able to access those health benefits or is it kind of a roll of the dice talking about a game? I mean, that is... I, I, I'm pretty sure it'll be a roll of the dice because it's healthcare bureaucracy. So it may, it may work out for some people, but I'm sure there'll be at least a few people who have problems. Yeah. I mean, 
I had an issue with healthcare with my my provider, you know, wondering if I was insured and whatnot. And I was. I was paid up. We called the insurer. They said, oh, yeah, you're totally in the system. And it still took like half an hour to sort out. So that doesn't make me feel warm and fuzzy for right. 800,000 right. workers right, right out there. Right. Um, who, who didn't sign up for the platinum plan as well. So, you know. Yeah. And so, the shutdown. I mean, the the conversation back and forth or lock, lack of conversation back and forth between Pelosi and Trump and, and his insistence uh, around border security um, it was just painful. It was it really, was. really very painful, and that seems yeah. like a cliche more than... Well, even, a, e- even though I... Uh, yeah, it was horrible. Even though I do agree with P- Speaker Pelosi and her, her position, mm-hmm. you know, like like we can't govern by extortion. Exactly. But still, it's it's like, man, this sucks. Please stop. Right. Exactly. <laughs> you know, it's like the, uh, the child stuck in a divorce. Please, please, please stop. But you've yeah. got to stand up. I mean, if she didn't hold the line, I firmly believe, well, the, you know, it's just going to there, there's no, he'll escalate. Well, there's no limit to what you can get as soon mm-hmm. as you demand. Whatever. Um, I just wanted to know, uh, how, are th- how has the shutdown affected services, you know, operations in East Hampton specifically? Like, you know, you, like had to furlough police officers or anything because of like federal grants that something were coming in or anything like that? No. Well, the immediate um, effect was a very big federal grant that was going to allow us to put on four more firefighter positions. Uh-huh. Uh, our local budget is extremely tight this year. And for a variety of reasons, our call volume went through the roof. There's this great grant that helps local communities like ours called Safer Staffing Grant. And that application period did not open because of the shutdown. We have our material ready to go. Mm. And our FY20 budget's really contingent on it. So that was like that's suspended in the jello of shutdown bureaucracy. Um, and on the more immediate level that I think we pretty much averted was what was going to happen with SNAP benefits mm. um, and the WIC program. Yeah. Uh, and, you know, those vital services, we did find out on Thursday uh, that SNAP was funded through February. So that was a huge relief. But we were, you know, that our ears were pricking up on what happens next. Um, we haven't gotten a lot of feedback from the local uh, folks who are employed by the federal government. Um, there's been a lot of community outreach around the region and the state. We've mm-hmm. seen that. Uh, so we were ready for that. But right now, it's kind of in a holding pattern yeah. um, for three weeks. Yeah. The question will be the promises of, of the, uh, you know, the pay being, you know, backfilled. How long will that take? Yeah. You know, we, we still might be in a stickier situation than I'm yeah, you know, feeling and, and grants getting granted and so forth. Yeah, yeah, and and it's also complicated because you know, like, it's not like all government functions were stopped. So, like, I have, I have a friend who works for the State Department, and he was furloughed, but you know, because it wasn't like a matter of immediate life and death. But you know, he works on you know stopping international money laundering. Right. It's, so <laughs> it, it's a picket fence of a picket fence of, of federal services, and yeah. and right, maybe not if, you know national security level issues <laughs> but you know there are a lot of essential services yeah. that are important and to just stop them for a couple of weeks over this and then start up it it's not like time stopped yeah so speaking of time stopping jamra that was one topic what's what what do you want us to do next next up Ooh. let's see here rapid fire we're I so know. fast the Mueller indictment that that has a lot of oh the indictment of, of Trump the, assistant the, Roger Stone yeah the Mueller the Mueller, the Mueller investigation that would include Roger Stone uh, the Nixon groupie um, 
Yeah. He's got a tattoo of Nixon. He really does. <laughs> you beat me too. Oh, oh yes. I'm sorry. In, hey, okay, hey Jamra, tell me something interesting about this guy. Honestly, here's the thing. Here's the thing that I really wanted to, to say on the air, on the record. It's very good. Yeah. It's it's, it's a like, surprising likeness. For, yeah. Like, first my shock was, you have a tattoo of Nixon on your back. All right. And then the second thing was, huh. I wonder who his artist is. <laughs> yeah, it's it's a good likeness. I mean, he's rich, so probably Impressive. like in house or something. But, um, but yeah, Roger Stone indicted. He's out on two hundred fifty thousand dollar bail. Mm. Um, cash which, bail. There's another issue that we could spend a whole show on. <laughs> um, yeah. But so, anyway, but focus, yeah. focus, focus. <laughs> what do so, you think about that? Uh, I think it's about time Mueller uh, uh, got around to actually arresting and indicting Mr. Stone, and uh, I note that it was, none of it was for... uh, 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 Conspiracy? Yeah, actual conspiracy and, you know, and campaign finance violations. I thought that was very interesting, and and the the one line I was listening to another radio station, just a little bit of a cheat, I know, I'm sorry, um... And they were talking about there's this one line reference yeah. uh, in the indictment around uh, Stone getting direction from person A or, or yeah. individual one um, around, you know, misleading Congress. Yeah. And the big question drum roll is, OK, who is that? Yeah. Um, and is that what this is about? Is, yeah, is it, was a, uh, it was a it was a in a fit a, a a higher up official in the Trump campaign. Yeah. So it wasn't. um it was he was directed by someone with the power to direct him within the campaign, which is insane. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, but I, I think it, I, I thought it was interesting that, as far as I can tell, uh, not being an attorney, but as far as I can tell, these you know these crimes aren't specifically targeting you know his act you know the activities of the Trump campaign. It's like it's not falling under election law. I think, which is which is interesting. You know, it, like, it's fascinating it's, where it goes. I mean, people are trying to read the tea leaves, and I have no idea. But it, it uh, I don't know. I, 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 given his pattern, I suspect Mr. Mueller is uh, keeping his powder dry for uh, his next volley. It, I very strategic. Uh, yeah. Again, that other radio station that shall not be named. Uh, they listed out two numbers of how many folks related, connected to the Trump campaign and administration that have been indicted. And it was well over 20. And the total number yeah. of folks so far is like, I, I want to say 50, 57. I, I had no idea. Well, a number of them are Russian nationals who aren't here in the U.S. And so uh, they can't get them. But still. But still, an but indictment's still. an indictment. Oh, an indictment's an indictment. And I wouldn't want that and, on my and, and, no. and more than a more than a score of them are U.S. citizens who actually have been brought to court. You know, it's it's it's, it's not nothing. I, and so much is going on. Uh, it, it just seems like a, a fuzzy detail in the background. Um, yeah, it's... Un, yeah. Yeah. Well, in go, addition... Go oh, ahead. Sorry, what were you going to say? No, I was going to say, uh, unless you got something, let's move on. <laughs> Cohen. Michael oh, Cohen. Yeah. First, he uh, said he would indefinitely postpone his appearance before Congress mm-hmm. because he was getting threats from Trump and his attorney or something like that. Um, and... Then the Senate Senate has subpoenaed him. The, the Senate Intelligence Committee, yeah, has subpoenaed him, at, and he said he was going to um, honor the subpoena. Well, yeah, <laughs> I mean, he could just 
You could just run. I guess no, but isn't the <laughs> become a Senate... dishwasher somewhere? No, he, he like there's no way he can run. No, he, he's 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 right. probably got an ankle bracelet. He's being monitored by federal sure. agents, and uh, you know the whole point of a subpoena is like you show up and testify, or you go to jail, and that's it. <laughs> and this subpoena before that committee is behind closed doors. I, I, I probably right different than the I house. Mean, well. Subpoenas, you can be subpoenaed for open or closed sessions by either house or Mm -hmm. a committee of either house. But the Senate Intelligence Committee would not be, it would not be surprising if they had a closed confidential hearing. I I don't know. They've had them before. You think he still wants to to spill it all on the the president or Uh, the threats and the announcement of of watching, was it watching the father in law? and and looking at uh, you know his father Cohen's father-in-law and and those sorts of threats does that chill what Mr. Cohen will will share? I I have no idea what's really going on in that guy's mind. I'm pretty sure that he definitely would love to uh, uh, stick it to Donald Trump after mm. years of being you know his his bag man and being mistreated, sure. uh, but. You know, I don't, I don't, yeah, beyond that, I, I don't know. But I, I gotta say, I wouldn't be terribly concerned about any threat from Donald Trump or his flunkies. Giuliani? Right. Because, like, Donald Trump doesn't hire quality help. <laughs> there's a trend there. Yeah, there's a pattern. That's, it's I, hard to argue against that. I really yeah. wouldn't be concerned, like, oh, yeah, you know. Mm-hmm. Like, well, you know. Think- like somebody out of like uh, Maxwell Smart is going to be coming after me. I think I'll be all right. <laughs> That's great. Yeah, dating myself with a reference to a '60s sitcom, but yeah. Oh, I like it. I like it. That's good. <laughs> Missed I- it by that much. <laughs> and here I am thinking, uh, Inspector Gadget. Yes, same guy. Yeah, I know. <laughs> same principle, higher technology. <laughs> Trump's just in chair stroking cat. Cohen, <laughs> I will get you, Gadget. <laughs> Very good. Thank was, you. Very good. Yes. Well, turns out I can do vocal fry. So, uh, what's our next topic there? Oh, let's controller see. of the board. Um, Kamala Harris, or is it Kamala or Kamala? Kamala. Kamala Harris. I I, I think it's Kamala. Kamala. I have heard people pronounce it both ways. I haven't heard her pronounce her own name, so I don't know. Wow, what a good point. Yeah, Senator Harris. Senator Harris Agreed. has starts a, with a K from yeah, California. Has uh, announced her uh, bid twenty for twenty twenty. I'm I'm excited. Yeah, I didn't know she was a reporter. She's a, a reporter. She was, wasn't she? Twenty twenty was an old news program. I was making a joke. Oh. I'm not oh. sorry. Wow, <laughs> but Whoa. you should be. Oh. Um, she was a prosecutor. And her her, uh, her her campaign tagline is for the people, as she would have said. She has an interesting record. Yeah. Um, it'll be very, very good way of putting it. Yeah. Very interesting record. I can't wait to see how that plays as the campaign goes deeper. Um, her announcement I, was fantastic. I watched the, the first speech, um, MLK Day. I really impressed. A um, lot of energy. Uh, but as we know, it's it's a marathon. This is the beginning, and and how the record will hold up, and and how she translates for the people, all the people, based on her experience. It'll, I can't wait. I'm excited that she's in. Me too. Um, and where she'll go as as that record really gets a good good level of scrutiny. Me too. Um, I I 
don't know that much about her still as a candidate or but mm-hmm. I've been impressed by her when I've seen her in Senate uh, Senate hearings and whatnot. Yes. So um yeah, uh, uh at this point she's one of the she's one of the top contenders in, in my mind and I'm going to be paying attention to her. I am I'm, I'm betting Cory Booker's going to declare before too long. He's yes. somebody I'll be paying attention to. What do you think about Biden? Is he going to do it? God, I hope not. I I don't care if he does. He's I he's too old. He's too old, and he's he's not the man for this moment. So if he's too old, is Elizabeth Warren too old? Yes. Um, wow, that wasn't that was like yeah. Lightning. I I am um, I am. John still thinks he's twenty. So. <laughs> <laughs> oh, <wow>. Don't <laughs> trust anybody over seventy now. Um, <laughs> I well, am you know, very. I mean, for the president, a little older is is okay. Um, th- I mean, there's that guy in. Uh, South Bend that declared I think oh the mayor of <laughs> the mayor of, oh, yeah. yeah yeah he's 37 he's barely old that enough. is two yeah. years older than the than the minimum yeah right exactly. yeah yeah and he's also openly gay okay which well, is awesome but well, he's not gonna go anywhere but I'm really of he's the opinion too that, young <laughs> um he's in the people, press now yeah well he's he's probably gonna try to run I, for something else and we're talking about him Exactly. We don't know his name. No. Right. No, I don't. Whatever. <laughs> I, I, he's too young. Yeah, yeah. Um, but I'm really of the opinion that um, the that we have a uh, a group of politicians that that is entrenched, and they need to be that we need to take a crowbar to that. Um, I was kind. I mean, I am incredibly impressed with how uh, Speaker Pelosi has has handled this whole thing, mm, and yes. I was of the impression like I was kind of like oh, I kind of want someone new, but I also I'm also really glad that they that she said that she's going to retire or like step down from the speakership um, in 2020, mm-hmm. um, be like a transitional thing, uh, but senators or Congress people that are in their 80s. They need to, they need to leave. That's what I think. They need to go. And if you're in your seventies, you're going. I I'm kind of iffy on you, basically. Um, it's hmm. I don't know. You know, Elizabeth Warren, where she comes out of, and how you know, few years she's been in office. I I like the appeal. Um, I've yeah. loved what she's done. I, I I think like a big part of why you you know of of the issue you're addressing that I think is valid, not just ageist. <laughs> says the man who's getting older little ageist but <clears throat> yeah. i mean i i own that like i don't and it's not just i don't i'm not just thinking about age i'm thinking about how long they've been there i'm i how, like how entrenched they are how entrenched they are yeah. how out of touch they are she hasn't yeah. been in politics yeah. like like elected politics for um six years she's she served her term as senator yeah. exactly so and uh she's not she, what how old is she like 60 She's, so I don't think she's, of like, she's in her late sixties, and she's yeah, also I just don't she's think also of her age. she's got a lot of energy. She does well. The thing is, you know, some pe- yeah. some people are just more <laughs> dynamic. There was so yeah. she impresses me that way. I will always think about the like a few years ago, and I think I think it was involving um, Kamala Harris. Um, uh, I think it was Barbara Boxer uh, from Ca- she was California, right? Yes, California. Um, uh-huh. And she was in office for a very 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 long time. Um, I heard I was listening to this news story about how the people how the how how 
California politics, there were all this young crop of, of politicians that were trying to get into like national or statewide stuff. So everybody was running for attorney general and for um, mayor of like large cities or, or, mm -hmm. or something like that. Um, and then she, she retired and then bam, everybody was going for that because there, the people that are in office right now and it, they, they're a block and Congress, I'm of the opinion very that Congress should be a transitional thing. You go like, it was made so you go there, you do some time, you you try to help your community, and then you go back to the farm or whatever, you know. <laughs> but what about the seniority you know. system? I mean, so Congressman I, Richie Neal, yeah, right, mm, Western Mass, yeah, um, chair of Ways and Means. Yeah. I mean, everything tax wise, and it's, represents East Hampton, I believe. Yes, he does. Yeah, he does. And oh, I yeah. I will say, I know this isn't going to fly well. Um, the only candidate I endorsed last cycle, um, mm -hmm. Congressman Neal. And it's impressive because of seniority. Here's Western Mass, not only with Congressman Neal and Ways and Means, but Congressman McGovern on rules yeah. of Western Mass. Yeah. I mean, so what happens? Like, I'm just going to counter. So, no, 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 yeah. no. That's Go yeah. ahead and talk, yeah. talk, please. talk a mean, bit more about why you endorsed him. I mean, was it just like seniority? Well, one, he was a mayor of Springfield. Yeah. And I admire where he came from. Uh -huh. I, I related to him, single mom, and Social Security literally got his family through. Uh -huh. um, he was a teacher. Uh, but also, the way that he has worked in Congress around um, tax credits, which really helped my hometown, uh -huh. uh, Holyoke, and is helping my city now, East uh -huh. Hampton, uh, understanding Medicaid, Medicare, uh, when there was the back and forth fight around for so long, too long, around health insurance benefits, mm -hmm. he's, he kept a steady course. And, you know, President Obama was, you know, invited him in and said, hey, let's write the ACA. And he was on that, that team. Yeah. Is he perfect? He is not perfect. No. Uh, but <laughs> Only I. I yeah, am yeah. perfect. Yes. yes. Well, oh, yes. I forgot that about <laughs> Either the you're show. perfect or you're not me. Right. Yeah. <laughs> there we go. Yeah. And then Congressman McGovern. I worry about the in and out of Congress in the face of seniority. Uh -huh. I think it means less than it did. But if you start getting turnover of younger folks, um, that block that you're concerned about or people are concerned about, they retain the speakership, they retain the chairmanships, and how much gets done. I mean, I commend Pelosi for saying 2020 and I'm done and to watch her work with these new, you know, folks in Congress right now yeah. and really put them into places of, of light yeah. is stunning. It's wonderful. Yeah, it, it is certainly important to, to build to, to retain institutional memory, as they call it. Yeah, I mean, that, and see, that's the thing, like um, uh, people that go into Congress when they're like uh 30s or, or 40s yeah. um, and they spend a few terms and they get to their 60s you know and that's you know you've been doing yeah. work you've been you've been part of the the system everything like that but your values and your experiences and your knowledge mm -hmm. are antiquated at, at a certain point um, yeah that's no. the series of tubes <laughs> the the internet's not like a like a truck it's a series of tubes like this guy was in charge of how the governmental Committee on the Internet, you know, like that's um, people that are in charge of of sciences and of, of funding of these certain things. And they don't know some Congress people don't know how to use the computer like these are these are things that should be ingrained in our 
in the people that are representing us. I can't us. just, I mean, that's a very valid, uh, well. That's what I'm talking way. about. No, it, it's a yeah. problem. And if you're going to, I don't know, rise, succeed, have real impact in D.C., it's really difficult to do that and know what's it, going on in the ground in your district, never mind and it culture. Takes, and it takes time yeah. to, to build up political steam it and does. clout. Yeah, well, that's that's what I'm saying. Like, uh, if you, it, it, you, people come in, and they they run when they're 30s or 40s. They can spend like 20 years in Congress. I have no problem with that. But when you get up to 40 years in Congress, no, you it, need it's... to you need to step aside. And when and when people are running for for president, that um, when they get in, they'll be like in their mid 70s or something like that. Or Biden. How old is he? Like thousand? I don't know. He's no. ageless. I, I thought he kind of made a deal with Anne Rice. Probably. A Probably. Maybe. Yeah. Good reference. Thank yeah. you. Um, yeah. But. <laughs> Love yeah, Anne um, <laughs> I gave blood Tom's today with my brother. Nice. And we give a lot of blood. Like I, I went over two gallons. He went over four. And you get little badges now uh-huh. on the app. Yeah. And his badge was vampire. Yeah. Like Excellent. I got my vampire badge, so that's where the end rice. Yeah, that doesn't make any sense. You're right, not, I, you're look, giving, not taking. Yeah, yeah. I, I, don't I know. mean, good for them. He's it's fine. Right. So does that um, mean? But it does sound cool. So yeah, it's fun. so it's a fun app. That's what I'm, that. So that's what I'm talking about. Yeah. Like when when I talk about like and and when I'm talking about age, I'm talking about the age of people in Congress right now. Yeah, you <clears> know, <throat> like they've uh, the we're running time. The um congressman from the bronx or brooklyn i forgot um the fellow ms ocasio cortez replaced uh or displaced in the primary probably no uh he was he was kicked out like a while ago oh anthony weiner no 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 uh charles wrangle yes yes Yes. oh hey good old charlie wrangle i mean he was he was there like yeah for a very long time yeah and at a certain point you're not representing your constituency. Yeah. Absolutely. Oh, yeah. So that's, the, so that's well, what I'm saying. go to a mayor. I mean, one of the best uh, political documentaries I know about is Street Fight, Cory Booker and Sharp James. Huh. I mean, and Sharp James was the mayor of Newark forever and ever, so out of touch. And and Senator Booker, now Senator Booker, he lost the first time. That ma- That movie crystallizes i think what you're talking about exactly we're just out of the powers for the power and you have no idea what's going on literally at the bottom of your block and and how do you balance that out i that's i can't wait yeah. to see what happens the, over the next five years around the, seniority. Yeah, seriously. The, the, the corrupting influence of power and the the bubble you wind up living in is certainly uh a, an issue i would say though that one of the things reasons why <clears throat> i i lean towards the democrats is while they certainly aren't immune to the old white guys controlling things problem, mm. um, they're much better about bringing in younger people and um, people who aren't me uh, to to actually have you know people power. who people who aren't you. That's a very wide margin, you know I, that, right? I, right? Yeah. <laughs> um, the, the last thing I want to say about that is the the flip side of that is. Um, I was watching an interview with uh, uh, Congresswoman uh, Andrea Ocasio Alexandria Ocasio Cortez. <laughs> yeah. Um, AOC. <laughs> we were actually having a conversation <laughs> about that um, uh, before the show, but uh, she ran a class on social media. Uh-huh. Yes. Uh, and stuff like that. Like she, she, she is a master of uh, using Twitter and social media. And she was on the. Um, 
the late show um talking about yeah. how she chooses her her targets mm-hmm. and how she and she and she was on uh the twitch stream uh uh-huh. do you know what twitch is no twitch is a streaming platform Uh-oh. for for video games uh so people play video games um and you can watch them play video games and chat and everything like that this guy um he was actually on YouTube, actually, but uh, he was streaming playing uh, Donkey Kong 64 <laughs> for 57 hours. And wow. He to was, raise money for charity. Yeah, oh, for wow. Mermaids, uh, the um, the UK uh, organization to help um, kids who are trying to transition and, and figuring oh, out wow. um, yeah. trans uh, like themselves. Um, and she, she comes on the stream and she starts talking about stuff. And yeah, that, that yes. sort of thing. That's great. You know, uh, and you can never, you would never think about Nancy Pelosi or, no. or, or, or Chuck Schumer th- even considering that. But then she's getting in touch with a lot of people. And I'm sure a lot of those people that were, that were for trans rights and that were, that mm-hmm. were giving money to this guy yeah. um, now know more about her politics. So... And it's a the, member of Congress jumping yeah. into that. A yeah. member of Congress, yeah. And uh, so, anyway. It, it wouldn't be inconceivable to me that Elizabeth Warren might have done that, for example. But since she's, you know, in her late 60s and not her late 20s, it, she probably also would like, it's, it's a what stream now? Yeah, and, and, <laughs> that's, and that is completely valid. Like, yeah. not everybody is going to know what a Donkey Kong 64 is, and that's completely fine. Um, the But the, the importance of of transitioning generations and not yes. having one generation, um, especially I can go on and on. about I, that. I agree. Um, but uh, just the importance of having ju- not just one generation in power for so long uh, is, no. um, is incredibly important. And, and you talking yes. about uh, uh, that kind of generation gap and mentioning AOC. One of the things that I thought was neat this week was the, um, uh, the the discussion that's come up about her proposal for uh, a the tax rate for oh. the marginal tax rate yes. over over ten million dollars a year in income at hit, pegging it up right. to seventy percent uh, and also our senator yesterday Elizabeth Warren proposed a wealth tax which I also think is an excellent idea uh, of two percent on wealth over fifty million dollars which means basically uh, if you have fifty million dollars uh, you're going to pay a million dollars in taxes on that. That's uh, I. So we talked again a little bit about that before the show, and I was like, so I saw something about Senator Warren introduce some kind of a wealth tax, but I'm not yeah. sure if it riffs off of. Uh, it's a separate. It's a separate thing. All right. That's uh, yeah. But Ms. Cortez is talking. Ocasio Cortez is talking about taxing annual income from whatever source, mm-hmm. and if it goes above that ten million dollar threshold, then. The tax is triggered. The, the, yeah. Yes. Like like like. Okay. The other tax rates, the ones we already have, apply up to ten million dollars, and then, you know, for that eleventh million dollars, you pay seven hundred thousand and keep three hundred thousand. That that ten millionth and one dollar. Yeah. So anything over ten million dollars. Yeah, so it's seventy cents on the dollar. Seventy cents on the dollar. Wow. Which is lower than what it used to be, which is ninety in the fifties. One yeah. percent under under Eisenhower. Yeah. Really. Yeah. Oh yeah, this oh, yeah. is this is the marginal actually, tax rate under Eisenhower was enormous. It was bring it's bringing back a tax rate that we had during one of the most, um, like flourished times of, our, of, our, of, yeah. our, of our arguably history. the United States under Eisenhower had the. 
biggest and most robust uh, national economy of any society in the history of the human species. That's Certainly because, like, we were industrialized and the rest of the world was either not industrialized or had been beaten flat by World War II. I was yeah. going to mention, like, where did... Okay. Yeah, yeah. Right. Yeah, so, like, I mean, that's, yeah. That's, that helped. The, the, the world economy was like L- 50% L- the United bit. States. Yeah. 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 <laughs> because we didn't get bombed into, into, into submission nope. or anything, but, like... <laughs> um, we still, bombed them flat, and then we sold them, uh, <laughs> sold them you know, like, rebuilding uh, contracts. Yeah. It was great. <laughs> um, but, yeah, the, the, the tax rate we had um, was completely fine. <laughs> <laughs> um and uh yeah so we we actually should take a break <laughs> yeah well yeah i i know i just i just want to say though like i've certainly mentioned you know that you know i come from an affluent family because my dad was an investment banker and stuff like that and i'm i'm certainly blessed in that way um and it's certainly handy you know as my mother gets older and sicker but um uh the kind of wealth tax they're talking about is like way beyond anything uh uh my family has and you know like i'm we're fortunate enough to be much better off than just about anybody i know and it's just like so like like this is a gap between like uh uh you know like oh yeah i'm i'm you know i'm you know you're five feet tall i'm seven feet tall that guy over there he's 50 feet tall this is a height tax on him (laughs) you know like that's the difference it's I can't. I really cannot imagine. Yeah. I mean, at some point, uh, I have trouble imagining it either. I'm like, yeah. what? Do you, what do you do with all that? It's like <laughs> just imagining infinity. Like, why? Why even? <laughs> you know? Nice. Right. It's, why? It boggles. Like, um. But yeah, the uh, and uh, her her economic policy advisor, um, his Twitter handle says, uh, um, billionaires in a society is is a. Uh, is a moral failure or something like that. Yes. Oh, billionaires um, in a society with with people starving or something like that. Or yeah, basically. Yeah. So I agree. Um, yeah. I'm sorry. So yes, you're right. We are going to take a break now, a short one, while we play some PSAs, promos, and station IDs, and then we'll be back to talk about some specifics in the great city of East Hampton, where I live. Woo! All right. Don't go away. We'll be right back. to serious health problems, especially for young women. Every year in the U.S., about 24,000 women become infertile from untreated STDs, which means they may never be able to have kids. It's important to get tested regularly. All STDs are treatable. Many are curable. GYT, get yourself tested. Go to GYTnow.org to find a testing center near you. A message from CDC. My name is Amanda Messer. I'm 17 years old, and I'm a student from Turner's Falls High School. Billboard bodies. Does anybody really look like that? Someone could be flipping through a magazine, looking at that pretty girl or that buffed-out guy, then go gag themselves. We need to love our looks for what they are, other than what people say they need to be. People can have beauty no matter what they look like. Beauty only comes from the, from the heart, soul, and mind. Most magazines emphasize the outside when it's the inside that really matters. And change in society would be most ideal for everyone. The Oblivion Express, old school, freeform, eclectic radio programming every Thursday morning from 6 to 9 a.m. on Valley Free Radio. Since 1981, the Oblivion Express has been traveling the musical spaceways in the valley. An eclectic mix of music from the 1940s to today and featuring just about every genre, rock, jazz, blues, world, folk, 
reggae, and so much more. Join me, DJ Funkadelic Fern, every Thursday morning on the Oblivion Express. Nerd Night NoHo is proud to support Valley Free Radio, where a monthly speaker series featuring experts from the community talking about art, culture, and science. You can find us at noho.nerdnight.com. Classical music on Valley Free Radio. Tune in to Andy Musique. Wednesday mornings at 7 a.m. for an hour of beautiful music to start your day. Hosted by Lucy and Larry. Do you gamble more often and longer than you planned? Have other people suggested you may have a gambling problem? Do you wish you could stop or cut down your gambling but you just can't? If you answered yes to any of these questions, you may have a gambling problem. We understand the problem. We can help. We're the Mass Council on Compulsive Gambling. Please call us at 1-800-426-1234 or chat with us online at masscompulsivegambling.org. The confidential helpline number is 1-800-426-1234. The Lilly Library is filled with adventure and wonder for kids and adults of all ages. Lilly Library in downtown Florence lends books and movies to everyone. They offer free parking, free Wi-Fi, and two-hour sessions on Internet-connected computers. They also offer extensive programs for children, including story hours, clubs, and activities for teens, as well as adult programs. The library is open Tuesday and Thursday evenings, Saturdays and Sundays. Find out more at lillylibrary.org. A world of opportunity is sitting here in the Pioneer Valley right in Hoyoke. Bringing together a variety of organizations, Passport Hoyoke helps you discover Hoyoke's varied treasures. With numerous events happening nearly every day, there's no reason to ever be bored. For a full list of events and member organizations, visit Passport Hoyoke on the web at www.passporthoyoke.org. Come discover the city of Hoyoke. Did you know there is a CSA from which you can get locally brewed beer shares? Or that there is a delivery service that can bring produce from local farms to your door every week? Farm to Fork is a radio program dedicated to revealing the history of the food system in the Pioneer Valley and exploring the bounty the valley has to offer. The program tackles the complex issues surrounding food, drink, and every kind of nutrient with their individual production schemes and consumer markets. These topics and more, Tuesdays. At 7 p.m. on Farm to Fork, Valley Free Radio, 103.3 FM, WXOJLP, Northampton. And we're back here on Valley Free Radio. This is Civil Politics. Uh, Valley Free Radio's WXOJLP, 103.3 FM out of Northampton, Massachusetts. I'm Michael Dow. John Lou Roberts is still running the board. And yes. Mayor Nicole LaChapelle of East Hampton is still our special guest. Delighted to be here. Yes. Making us all look bad with how good she is on the radio. Oh, please. Oh, please. Learn from the best. <laughs> Following in your footsteps. Good turnaround. Thank you so much. So, by the way, <laughs> I, was, I wanted to ask you about, like, possibly repaving my road. Oh, anyway. <laughs> oh, get in line. Get in line. Yeah, no kidding. Um, but actually, one of the, one of, there's a number of things to talk about, and we, we are sort of pressed for time. But um, one of the first things I wanted to talk about was the uh, sad uh, death of Denise Herzog in a traffic accident. Horrific. Right downtown. Horrific. Uh, right, right in front of Mount Tom's Ice Cream, right? 
It is. Yeah. Um, I did I, that crosswalk. I was very fortunate to know Denise. Yeah, um, I, 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 I've heard a lot of people say good things about her. I never had wonderful. the pleasure myself. So I, wonderful. I, but it, you know. A, a talented artist and, uh, you know, threw herself into East Hampton, pretty recently moved in. She actually, she and her husband, Michael, another amazing artist, um, uh, rented an apartment to my daughter, uh, but worked with Riverside Industries, developed their art program, you know, really was just flourishing as a person. We were so fortunate and, um, you know, met a, a horrible end of, of life in the middle of a very vibrant part of East Hampton, months away, I mean, months away from those crosswalks being redone. Um, we were working we're working with the complete street program which is already designed to do over the crosswalks on cottage street to prevent exactly what happened and really highlight pedestrian safety you mean repaint them or were you going to rebuild them redesign them oh okay yeah so to kind of bring them up to something other than just a crosswalk painted um on the street i would also just want to recognize the community coming together for this amazing art exhibit that's focused on Denise and her likes that's at the local gallery and local activist, uh, safe walks that have put flags, yeah. um, crossing flags, <clears throat> just just amazing outpouring, but but out of a tragedy that the ripples, it, yeah. it's just really hard to, to follow them all. Very sad. Yeah. So uh, when will that uh, actual, is, is that one of those things that's held up by the, the federal shutdown? No, it's state money. Okay. Um, it's been ongoing for, let's see, we got that award maybe a month after I took office uh-huh. uh, and focuses on the sidewalks on Cottage Street in the Cultural District and uh-huh. making them more pedestrian um, safe. Yeah. So the design process, uh, we're hoping the work will be done by June 30th. I mean, right now, it's designed, you really can't paint um, anything on the roads right now with the weather and yep. uh, being cold, hot, and snow and rain makes it even worse. But yep. we're hoping by the end of the fiscal year it should be done. But it's a state program, so there's there's no holdup. We've, we've got the cash in hand. All right. But a loss, a, a, a loss, a loss, a loss. Yeah, and that's what the local gallery in Eastworks? Uh, local gallery is where the Nash Gallery used to be on Cottage Street, two stores up from Mount Tom. Oh, okay, right, all right. I and know they where that redo, is. Yep. they recurate exhibits every thirty days. They do something new. Oh, yeah, fascinating. I have to go in there more often. I'm sure they don't sleep. <laughs> <laughs> nice to know somebody in the town's working hard. Yes, there you go. <laughs> You're supposed to say, besides you. <laughs> oh, yes. Uh, besides me. <laughs> yeah. So, um, Jarma, did you have something you specifically wanted to ask about, or should I just start going down this list of things we got? Oh, uh, about East Hampton? Yeah. Nah, it's pretty cool. <laughs> it's pretty cool. It's very cool. Yeah. I, I just want to be responsive. We, oh, we, we got, got a call. Yes, yes, please. We got a call um, from Johanna. Mm-hmm. How can we get Congress off the... Uh, pay for life and golden health insurance. And so instantly I just commented like, well, the insurance, it sounds great. It, it's, it's okay. The insurance pay really should be there for everybody like that. That's exactly, that, that, that's the issue with that. Not that not everybody gets it, but no, yeah. but the pay for life. And then I thought about, well, how could that, or would that change? Because at some point those who get it have to vote for it to go away. Yeah. I don't know. Citizens petition or I, I yeah. There's that. there's no provision in the constitution for citizens initiatives, you know, ballot 
you know, direct suffrage changes to the law or whatever. Natch on those founding fathers, right? Yeah, yeah, no, it is astounding that you can be in office for two years or 60 years and you do. You it's a it's a nice perk. I I do not know, Donna, how to change that. Not against it. That's for sure. I I I we were talking about this briefly uh, during the break. I would say that if we're going to have that system, and I don't think it's necessarily a bad idea, mm-hmm. if we're going to have that system, it should come with, you know, restrictions. Like if you want to accept this money for the rest of your life, that's fine. You are forbidden to ha- hold jobs as a lobbyist and, you know, maybe yes. other professions. You know, like, there's right. things you can't do mm-hmm. because you've, you've taken, you're, you're taking the, the, the public dollar. And if you want to forego that, then, yeah, then if you want to go work as a lobbyist or run General Motors or whatever, then that's fine. But, yeah. You I know, like that. Like, the idea that, like, okay, so you're no longer necessarily in office, but you're still sort of in a position where you're dedicating yourself to public service. I don't, I, I think that's a... You know, you can run charities and stuff, if, you know, or whatever. If mayors had a vote in that, I would vote for that. <laughs> How's that? Special mayor votes. I think you get the. I think you get the same vote all the rest of us do. I, you know, that's exactly what my job description says. Same yeah. vote. <laughs> One vote. Same vote. Uh, so, uh, so what's going on with the new school? We are moving forward. We're going for. Let's see. We have a submission to the that doesn't have any federal grant money attached to it, does it? No, it's all through the state. Yeah, that's what I thought. So yeah. Um, and proceeding an amazing process by those working in the school district now and the school building committee. Uh, we have a submission, an update submission to the Massachusetts School Building Authority the end of this month that lets them know, and uh, we're pushing ahead. Uh, I walked into a meeting the other day where um, the interior design committee or whatnot were picking out materials, and, and we started to see the sketches of what inside the school will look like. Really, really excited. Oh, you're picking out the drapes and upholstery. That's yes. that's an important step. Yet I <laughs> It's what makes it real. Yeah. Uh, I mean, the way they're... No, I, 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 as I discovered when I bought a house, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, holy crap, I have to think about this stuff now. <laughs> oh, yes. I mean, I made no decision yeah. and, and yeah. had just watched the process because they had brownies, so I yeah. did not <laughs> want no part of those decisions. <laughs> One of the most important parts of being a leader is knowing when to do nothing. Exactly. Yeah. Except eat brownies. <laughs> I'm really good at eating brownies. Just, just mooching off mooching yes. off the That's committees right. and stuff. That's yeah. Right. Uh, that, yeah, <laughs> you know, great. you put out free brownies, like, I would mooch those. Um, I, I did not say that in a negative <laughs> sense at all. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> that was a compliment. Right, brownie mooching, fist bump. <laughs> right next to chocolate chip cookie mooching. Oh. See, I would put the chocolate chip cookie mooching first. I would, too. It it was what was in that meeting. I yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You don't, yeah. you can't choose. Yeah, no. no. when you're you foraging. Flexible. Yeah. I mean, if I could choose, <laughs> I'd do one of both. Right. You know, it's like, what's, what's in season? You know, you can't forage for strawberries in December. You know, if, they, they're not growing. If nothing else, leaders, flexible, pliable, right? right. Tom Brownie. Yeah. Season is brownie. Brownie is seasonless. I mean, it's universally good. <laughs> he's, saying, he's saying you have to remember forage. what the forage, what season, what, what is cook, what is chocolate chip cookie season? <laughs> When, um, when does that bloom? I want to know where you can forage for cookies. I Me would too. forage for cookies. Town, <laughs> town offices, apparently. Yeah. Oh, nice. All right. 
fair. That's good. Oh. Touche. Touche. I don't know. It's the season's weird because it's on like a fiscal year schedule, and I'm I don't know. I don't really follow the legislative <laughs> calendar. Well. Like our primitive ancestors, you know, it was all calculated by the stars, you know. And the sun. Know. Yeah, yes. exactly. Right. That'd be great. Budgeting by the sun. What would that be like? <laughs> blood moon. That definitely would be a Super big wolf blood moon. moon. <laughs> Got hit super, by it. No, super blood wolf moon. Yeah. Got yes. hit by an asteroid. So that was pretty cool. Um, the so, moon did? Yeah. During the, the thing, there's a photo. You can look for it. Shut up. What? Google it, man. Don't believe um, me? Look oh, it up. Speaking of Google, just so everybody goes, if you go to civilpoliticsradio.com and click the trusted news search, we have a news search that I'm using uh, during the show that uh, only searches through uh, trusted news sites that the panel has has all agreed on. Everybody on the show, uh, we wow. did not um, consult you because you're just a guest. Too bad. Um, <laughs> nice. <laughs> you, you have enough so power. So friendly. Yeah. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> I'm the producer. I'm not supposed to greet anybody. Um, <laughs> just kidding. Uh, but yeah, we um, uh, all the all the news sites that we we trust and that we that that verify their news stories and everything like that. So you can the uh, National Enquirer not on that list. What? Wait, what? <laughs> Wait a minute. The National Enquirer not one of the one of our trusted news sources. I'll be right back. <laughs> <laughs> I got to change something. <laughs> Okay. Um, so you we didn't get that memo. Right. So we've only got a few minutes left. Uh, you know, we, do, we will need to vacate for the next show coming up. Mm-hmm. But I wanted to ask you, hopefully this won't turn into a big extended thing, but uh, I was going to ask you to come on the show uh, earlier this year, but you were, or late last year, but you were off on a trip to... I was. Israel? Israel. And so I, Israel, what, what's up with that? Israel, East Hampton style. Uh, business, a little bit of pr- pleasure. Uh, went over with a group of municipal level electeds uh-huh. uh, to look at economic development, especially in the face of you know very tight natural resources, also social justice, yeah, um, and how which is a very fraught issue in Israel. It right is now. a very fraught issue and has been. Uh, also looking at education and what they're doing around education and in different settings, whether that's more rural and in the middle of the cities. Uh, what they're doing for elementary education in particular and uh, getting folks, kids ready for going on to high school and college and giving them options around vocational uh, stuff. And and then just understanding transportation um, and, and how people move around and can move around in in a fair, equitable way. So step one, don't build walls everywhere. Well, or yeah, how about an ambulance going through the streets of old Jerusalem? That that made me feel pretty okay about where our ambulance have to drive. But yeah. it, looking at their innovation, I mean, it really kind of got the the mind juices going. Um, and looking at, I mean, there are. I'm trying to think of Israel accounts for like four percent of Massachusetts, like, GDP. I mean, it, it's amazing, the connections. What? Yeah. I, I mean, what? On the one hand, it's like, that's not much. But on the other hand, like, it's that much? Israel? It, <laughs> right. Exactly. Israel. And making a pitch. Like, we're in Western Mass, and we have resources, natural resources. Certainly, they don't have over there. But the universities, the space, the affordability, you know, Boston and uh, and Hartford airports are so close, especially when you're you're in Israel and, and where the major uh, airports are. And making yep. the pitch. Get him to come on over. Okay. 
So who was paying for this? Uh, the Jewish Community Relations uh, Committee uh, out of Boston, of Greater Boston. And uh-huh. they're um, a not-for-profit that uh, works with the Israeli government as well as uh, the government, state and federal government around Jewish community relations and have a specific focus of you know, what is working in Israel and between the um, Arab and Christian communities mm-hmm. and where, and and really, um, I was very impressed it, and really curated a very difficult and constant narrative throughout the tri- trip that was not one-sided at all. Um, I mean, we met with, you know, a Palestinian journalist on the edge of Ramallah and taking a look at and walking through what was going on there, um, as well as, you know, meeting with members of um, uh, very, uh, from, oh my goodness, the city council of of Jerusalem. Uh And uh, very, it was extremely intense. Yeah. I mean, the air over there is just different. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, I still am processing it and Mm -hmm. uh, emailing back and forth with the folks I've met over there. Wow, that certainly sounds like a worthy of, of bigger discussion. Uh, I'm glad we, we touched on mm-hmm. it. So <clears throat> I, I just know that, you know, at this point, any kind of interaction with Israel, even though, of course, as the mayor of East Hampton, you have precisely zero influence on a U.S. foreign policy or right. really no. anything. I'm very clear on that. <laughs> there, are, there are a lot of confusing, muddy things as being mayor, but I am extremely yeah. not only clear, I'm, I'm pretty grateful for that. that <laughs> yeah. That's fine. Yeah. But it's certainly uh, uh, an interesting topic, and I, I wanted uh, to to touch on it. But you know, this this wasn't necessarily an, uh, an, an an explicit endorsement or condemnation of Israel or its policies. It or, is complicated. I've yeah. never heard those words more than I did in those fourteen days. It's yeah. complicated. Yeah. Ugh. Intense. So uh, we do have to wrap up here. Uh, so I guess we'll have to, to leave it there. But uh, thank you very much, uh, Nicole LaChapelle, for joining us once again on the show. We'll have to come back and ask you some more stuff about like interacting with local government and uh, other things. And Happy to. I'd still like to get a roundtable of local mayors. That would be fun. Yeah, I'd still, I'd still need to get more of them to come on the show. I'll but bring anyway, brownies. That'll do it. Yeah, they can forage. <laughs> Anyway, uh, <clears throat> and a podcast of this show is going to be uploaded to iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, Google Play, etc., etc., uh, hopefully this weekend. And uh, a repeat of the show will be airing at 4 p.m. on Monday. So you can, if you're listening to us then, you, you know what time it is then. And uh, coming up next, we have Subculture, followed by Table of Contents and OK Asia at midnight. Uh, and if you still can't sleep, we've got some great uh, encore presentations of Drama Bass with DJ Fife and Dark Wave to take you up till the dawn. So that's all for now for Civil Politics here on Valley Free Radio. We'll be back more next week. Thank you and good night. Go Pats. <laughs> this show is part of the Planetside Productions Network. For more information, please visit www.planetside.pro and thank you for listening.